Seth from the wood shop in the back of Chamber General Store. Uh, happy to be here with uh, Jack Hoffman. He's a lifelong family friend and one of the oldest members of the Bethany community. He knows all the facts, the fiction, what the legends are, and what the truth really is. So Jack and I are just going to kind of shoot the breeze a little bit, talk about the history of Bethany, and hopefully uh, catch ourselves on Dingo Talk one night. So Jack, how, how did you all end up in Bethany? My dad came here in 1933 when he was married. He was already working here, but he was commuting to West Virginia for first six years, I think. Uh, because he started a barbershop in 1927. The barbershop here in town? Yeah. Okay. And uh, that's a picture of the front of the barbershop, as many historians remember it. Um, had my first haircut at that barber shop. My mother was talking about that the other day. When I went up the steps, I looked like a little blonde-haired girl, and I came down the steps as a as a little blonde-haired baby boy. So we were good. He did a lot of he did a lot of that. Uh, he was a picture of Jack's dad, Jimmy Hoffman. Can we see the down a little bit? There we go. Talking to the uh, Reverend, talking to the Reverend Allen, who was the minister here at the Bethany Memorial Church for most of my youth and my adult life. So, when did your dad retire, Jack? Oh, okay, fifty-seven years. Uh, I don't know what year that was. It was after I. It was probably about seventy-nine. Okay. seen a lot of interesting people coming through Bethany. Tell us about this gentleman. What's the legend of Bethany's Jesus? <laughs> now, yes, I see some shocked faces in the audience. This is a picture Julian, Julian Barclay. Julian Barclay. Yes. They lived on Peace Point. And uh, he, he I don't know, I've heard rumors of him coming to church and up by the and sitting up by the uh, rose window. Up on the, up on the balcony up above on the, the sanctuary. And with the light behind him, he looked like Jesus appeared there. And that's I think that was his intent was to look as much like Jesus. Frank Cal Frank Calabrese's brother was an Alpha Sig and was walking from from Point Breeze to into town via the highway in a snowstorm that he could barely see. And he said that Julian Barkley appeared to him just like this scared the crap out. <laughs> so when you hear about a Jesus has appeared in Bethany, it was probably <laughs> Julian Barclay. Um, one of the many things that people talk about in Bethany is the, the trolley that ran from Wellsburg to, to Bethany. Let's start with, why was it called the Tunerville trolley? Because it was, you know, it was similar going up and down. And 
Uh, okay, so it was an old cartoon that looked about. Yeah, there was a oh, cartoon, okay. yeah, that needed pulled up by rope up the hill and then just pushed over down the hill. Let it roll down the other side. We got some great pictures of the trolley. Uh, anybody that doesn't remember or knows where the cut through on 67 are, there's a, used to be tunnels that the trolley went through. And imagine if you were coming through there driving your, your car, your Model A or Model T Ford. You had to wait and hope the trolley wasn't coming. If you met the in the in the turn in the tunnel, you were in trouble. Well, there were kids that would go there for a nickel. You know, you'd throw them a nickel, and they'd wave you through. There'd be one on each end, and they would. Did you give them the nickel before or after you got through safely? <laughs> before. Before? Oh, okay. Well, then it was going to be ugly if you did. He didn't wave you through. Otherwise, you'd have to back out. Of course, the Tunerville trolley was supposed to go all the way to Washington at one point, wasn't it? Yes. It was intended to go to Washington, and this was the flattest route to Washington, Pennsylvania. But it never made it past. How far did it go in town? Do you know? Did it go to the... Yeah, right at the end of the street. All, all the way to the old meeting house? No. Well, before you go down the hill. Okay. And I think it, at one time it was pushed beyond that. They had to tow it back up and put it back on the tracks. I know Wim talked about the first time the trolley came to town, it was on a Sunday. They were all in church and the bell rang and they all left church. So it must have not have been a real good sermon that day. Well, his dad was doing the sermon. Okay. That was the reason he left. He snuck out, he said. He had to go see this trolley. Oh, all right. Of course, the, the most famous part of the Tunerville trolley is the, the Tunerville trolley wreck at the bottom of Buchanan's Hill. If you, haven't seen that. Any legends of ghost stories that happened at the bottom of Buchanan's Hill from the people who passed? Not there was one guy that died. His name was Wally. He had an apple orchard and a, and a flour mill down by McKinleyville. And he was walking through and couldn't hear very well. He was walking through the tunnel and the trolley hit him. Oh, wow. The light on the thing is only a little dinky light. And that, there's isn't there a historical white marker down there, Wallflower Mill? Didn't they pay for those tunnels to be put in originally? They built the tunnel. So the, so the local farmers could get their sweet so to their mill? Get their, another, the another legendary landmark in Bethany, the, the Round Barn. What do you remember about the round bar? I remember cleaning the cow crap out of the gutters <laughs> and getting a pint of milk. For, 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 clean, for shoveling the, for the gutters. And, and do you remember the... Uh, and your dad and I would do that once in a um, do you remember then having the milk? Was the, were they still serving that milk in the cafeteria when you were there? Yes. Uh, imagine doing that now where a college would have a, its own dairy herd and its own gardens and, and feed its, its students. Pretty, pretty neat. Ah, another legend of Bethany. And Jack probably knows him well. Larry Hummel. Anybody remember Larry? Um, everybody familiar with the Hummel Fieldhouse? Early on... 
Perry work in B and G because they hardly paid anything, but they gave them room and board. Which, you know It was a big deal. Big deal. Big yeah. deal. Um, and one day I heard it was I was working as a student, or before a student, I'm not sure when he first came. Probably when I was still in the high school. And uh, I heard slosh, 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 slosh. And Larry had on a pair of boots. And I said, Larry, what are you doing? He says, well, the doctor told me to soak my feet in Epsom salts. So I put solution of that since salts in my boot. <laughs> and kept on working. Can you and imagine? kept on working. That didn't stop. Can you, can you imagine somebody doing that today or would they just call off sick? What do you think the reputation would be? That there? would be that would be their method, yes. Of course Larry also was known for his, his eating habits. <laughs> in the cafeteria when he he'd get a, a small tray to start with. And he'd go over to the belt where the student put their discarded trays. And if there was anything left, he'd pick it off. And he was accused of going through, I worked at the, the beehive one. Which was also beehive, the barn. He planted a, a, a hoagie roll inside a garbage can where he would look. He'd always go by and look. There he is. Uh, drop, my, drop my work shirt. And he'd always go by and look in the garbage can. So at the end of the night, the hoagie roll was gone. We knew Larry had taken it for a night snacking. Man, it couldn't, couldn't stand waste. That's right. But didn't like didn't like waste. But the, 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 the legend of Larry grew when, when he finally retired and had to be put in a nursing home. Were you, were, you, were you any part of that? No, I was not part of that. I was gone by then. He, he was blessed to have a great business manager here at the college uh, named Bob Seidowitz. Bob tried to uh, make sure Larry was well taken care of, uh, got him in a nursing home. But how in the world is, and I use this term nicely, the town bum, which is if you didn't know Larry, you just said, walking down the street, he was the town bum. And he dressed that way because he got his clothes from Goodwill or what the students left behind. He ate off the belt. Well, they suddenly realized that, uh, what, they, they couldn't account for any, if a few, if any, of Larry's paychecks. So Bob got him in a nursing home, took him to, uh, went, sorry, going through his apartment, which was where the garden shack is up by the post office now. He lived over there. I mean, he'd go to Larry's house and there'd be a lawn, there might be a lawnmower in the bathtub. He would fix it. Didn't need to didn't want to get grease on the floor. Uh, but anyway, I think by the time they figured it all out, how many millions did they find in, in uncashed royal, or uncashed royalty checks, dividends from railroads? Turned out he was a brilliant investor, which was uh, how we have the Hummel Fieldhouse. Uh, that, but that part of Larry should be should be told. He was really actually a very brilliant man if you were willing to stop talking. There was an article in Time Magazine about Larry. Navy in Bethany. We had sailors in Bethany. That was pretty early. Um, I 
wasn't very old, that I would take water up to them. They had a trailer just outside where uh, End of Thomas is now, on the street. And I'd take water to the guys that worked in there. Why were they here? They were training for officers. Okay, so it was an officer's training school. Officer's training school. Any, any thought, any idea how Bethany got chosen? They probably asked. <laughs> and how many of them were? How many were here? Do you remember? No. I would say in there, was a couple hundred, I'd say. And I've always heard that that was the, the biggest Bethany ever was, Bethany College ever yeah, was, up towards 1100. It, it, was, it was big. Uh, but it, it, I was pretty young when I... Didn't pay much attention to it at that point. Um, anybody that hasn't seen a picture of it, that's where, if for those alumni out there, that's where Richardson Hall sits now. I don't know if you can see it or not, but there were barracks in that open area. And uh, that's where the guys were housed. And Jack and I were going through this these books a little earlier this week, and um, several of the young ladies here in Bethany had husbands because the naval men were in Bethany. Uh, married them and kept them here. Uh, for those of you athletes out there, um, November 13, 1943, Bethany played WVU in Mountaineer Field in Morgantown. Anybody see that happening today? You ready for that, Coach Garvey? Come on, let's, let's, let's make a challenge. So, just a picture of the flyer that was out there. Well, they played a lot of teams. There was actually baseball. They played Pitt. Army, uh, Ohio State, uh, early before they were forming the, the leagues that they... And they actually they competed fairly well, didn't they, back then? Back then, yeah. Well, there wasn't a recruiting that... Bethany played Navy in basketball as late as the 50s. When uh, Robinson played for them, for Navy, what was his first name? I'm not, not sure on that one. He, was, he turned pro after he got out of the Navy. He didn't have to serve his uh, time in the Navy. Okay, that works. Um, this picture the other day drew a lot of conversation. Uh, the original post office in Bethany, somewhere up near where uh, we, we had a little disagreement. Um, somewhere up near where the Bethany disagreement. I, I wasn't around then. So. Where, the, where the Bethany house was, maybe a, could be a potentially a picture of the uh, only picture I know that survives of the original chamber store, which is a personal interest to me. And you know, I, I wasn't going to say anything behind the camera here, but isn't that a, that was a highly or when you and I talked about this show beforehand, that was a highly like, ah, is it Chambers? Is it the Chambers story? Is it not? I, I remember because you showed me the picture, and it was, if you're looking at this, where where are you looking? Right, and the background <laughs> pictures, it kind of hard to tell. How about the livery stable, Jack? Can you imagine a livery stable in Bethany? Do you remember where? Do you know where? Was that where the where the infirmary? The old infirmary, infirmary was? and then next to the infirmary was the livery stable. In that, that area up there. Then, of course, 
Needs no introduction. Picture of the front of the bison in, but believe it or not, it was not always a bar. What do you need, this way? Uh, oops. Uh, what all was in that building, Jack? What, what in the well, there was a gas station, uh, grocery store, which competed with... I think it was an A&P, wasn't it? A&P, yes. Anybody, people don't remember the A&Ps, but that was a big Old national chain that doesn't exist anymore. Chain. That was in Bethany for a short time. It didn't last long. Weren't there, weren't there one time four stores in Bethany, four grocery stores competing I in Bethany? I have no idea. I think the, 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 the college gardening plumbing shop was a store, wasn't it? That was a pool hall and bowling alley. Oh, okay, okay. There, another another myth, another myth busted. <laughs> and that's uh, down there by Hibernia, correct? Correct. Right, right across right. the alley on this side of Hibernia. Uh, because we'd go down there and for a dime we could play pool for the afternoon. So. So then it became. Uh, wasn't the college? Was the college bookstore was in there at one point? I don't remember that. And the post office was in there at one point. Wasn't it? No. Ah. You're talking about the one across the street. You're talking about the Bison Inn, yeah. Don't I remember the bookstore in there? Maybe I don't. No. Okay. Where Aaron... Uh, That's okay. I remember that. I knew it was there. Next door to Aaron's place. Yeah, Aaron's Pottery Shop is, yeah. a, is a... That was a post office at one time. Mm -hmm. So how did it become a bar? What, what's the story, the true story of Frank Calabrese? Frank Calabrese was a student that took about nine years to graduate. I hope he's not listening. Well, I'm going to make sure he knows. And Frank, I love you anyway. You're a member yeah. of the family, but Zach's going to tell us the truth. A lot of successful people went to school for six or more years. Absolutely. So anyway, Weimer was dean of students and said, you're not putting a bar in Bethany. And Frank said, yes, I am. And he ended up in court, I think, and got the rights to put a bar in Bethany. But there, his first one wasn't wasn't there, was it? Wasn't it down the street? It was down the street where the uh, first apartments are down next to the bowling alley in Pool Hall. And it, what was it called? Was it, was it the 21st Amendment or was it the wooden keg? First or? Amendment. First Amendment. The First Amendment? First, I think First Amendment. Or Second Amendment. Okay. And then next to it, didn't he have a, uh, he put a laundromat next to it. So Bethany at one time had a well, bar and a laundromat. it was in there before in the little building, which was similar to the uh, uh, or the post office picture. And it was the city jail where students would cool off at night and sober up and do whatever they had to do. Do what you had to do. So then uh, it burned down. How did what happened to that building? So Frank would move up to this building. Uh, it burned suspiciously one night. And then, so then he, he acquired this from. Well, his wife was a main supplier of the money, his wife family, Bartell, I think was her name. And mysteriously, it burned to the ground one night. Yeah, so Frank then acquired this, the building across the street from the store and, and opened yeah. the bar? I, I'm not sure whether he acquired it 
right away or was running. I'm not sure. Okay. And then Frank decided to leave town, and and that's when that's when the Bubba, the legend Bubba, showed up. Bubba showed up. Anything you want to anything you want to tell us about Bubba? Any myths you want to bust or legends you want to build? Bubba? I don't know. I know, I know when he came to town, it made quite a stir because you don't bring many, what six six four hundred pounders into town very right, often. Right. Well, he played basketball at Duquesne. Okay. He would tell me that story while having his gin. Uh, Bubba drank gin? Oh, I don't think that was very well known around. I don't think anybody's ever accused Bubba of drinking gin. Yeah. Now, swimming gin, maybe, but not drinking gin. Swimming in gin, drowning in gin. One of those might be the, I don't know if drinking was what Bubba did. Well, he, he inhaled it. <laughs> Two handfuls at a time, just going. Did, uh, did anybody ever call Bubba by his given name? How many people know what Bubba's given name was? I do. I do, too. Do you know what Bubba's given name was? Bill. William Reed, yeah, that's for sure. Bill Reed. No doubt. No doubt. Well, we've had some interesting things happen in Bethany. We had a, a we had a piece of property to the north of town declared its own private country. Um, Ruth Germond was a famous local figure. Her, Patricia was more, the sister was more an activist for that. And she was, I think. Mm -hmm. But she was, the sister was a doctor or something, wasn't she? She was a doctor, yes. And, uh, Came back here as, uh, apparently retired. And she was, she was shot, fatally shot on that farm, wasn't she? Right. She was having, uh, his, her sister, Ruth, had a boyfriend who he, she brought in from Texas. And his name was Desert Al. That'll be Mr. Al to those of you who didn't know him. <laughs> o W L Owl. Uh, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. But I think that's that's the story behind him, right? Is it was Desert Owl, like yeah. like the bird. Right. Right. And uh, one night he came back. Or she came back to harass him about leaving. She was trying to get him to leave. And he came up on the porch and he shot, she shot him twice, or he shot her twice. Once, not very fatally wounded, but when she turned her back, she got one in the back. Mm. And that, that was never prosecuted, was it? I'm not sure. I think it was tried, but not, I'm not sure no, that he was prosecuted. No, I don't know. No guilty conviction. Um, this morning we, we learned a lot about uh, the value of having a local fire de department. Had a little uh, incident up at Campbell Village and they responded very quickly, got it under control. We should be, we'd be remiss in not thanking them for their quick service and dedication to the town. Got a picture here of uh, probably the, one of the original motorized fire trucks in town. Uh, can you imagine trying to fight a four-story? 1929 Studebaker. <laughs> And if anybody notices, this is this is not Buddy Epson. This is a, a member of the community. Who was he, Jack? Mark Cannon. He ran a uh, dairy farm. Okay. Now, is that your dad standing right there in front of the yes. truck? So, yes. Uh, your family got a history with the with the fire department. Uh, 
Look back to, to Bethany Jesus. He's back in here now. Lots yeah, of pictures of him. all kinds of stuff that probably are duplicates. So. Yeah. Picture of the barn that was uh, stood up by the uh, the heights right. that they tore down in, in the last couple years. Uh, more pictures of the Navy. And then we got back when uh, people don't remember when the Hurl Center was a high school. Uh, it was actually uh, K through 12. Um, how many people were in your graduating class of Bethany High School? Uh, 16. Wow, that was a big class. It was big, yeah. Uh, how many boys, how many girls? Uh, 10 and 6. Ten and six. So, so who didn't get a date? <laughs> Mostly me. Oh, come on now, Jack. You were telling me some stories about a date you had. <laughs> well, not very memorial dates, anyhow. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. So, I've gone through your books. They're awesome. I hope you uh, keep track of these. And well, as long as you give them back. Well, that's, I'm not sure I'm going to, because I'm afraid I mean, Russ and, and Randy and, well, and Ryan are just kids. They can't be trusted with this stuff. They're just children. That's exactly right. So, I'm going to will them to you. You're going to, okay, well, that would be an honor, and I will keep, I will keep them in the collection here at the store. Um, what haven't I talked about? Anybody have a... I have a... Trolley bell that was on the on the trolley, but I need a plunger to set it off. I have to get off to make to make us a plunger. What it should look like. And Do I remember that being loaned to be used in a production up here at the college a couple four ten years ago? It was, it was probably loaned. I remember it was that. loaned to the Valera Library. I know Laura Cramlett was. In charge of the Bolaire Library at one time, and she wanted a disparate display. Mm -hmm. so. Is that about the only? How much? Is there any part of the, the Tunerville trolley that's in the trolley museum in Wheeling that you're aware of? Washington. We're working in Washington, okay. Not that I'm aware of now. 